Hey there, Crosswinds family and friends. Welcome to Crosswinds Unleashed. Each week, we're dedicated to bringing the best stories and biblical life principles from authentic believers. Our podcast breaks down the Christian life with interviews and practical instruction in what we hope will be a fun and accessible way. I'm Craig Cooper, the host of the podcast and lead pastor of Crosswinds Church. I want to give a special shout out to Elijah Merrill, our producer, who uh, allows for this podcast to go out every single week and for you to be able to listen to it. Elijah, thank you so much for all your hard work into this podcast. Um, I have a special guest with me who's no stranger to the to this podcast. And if you listened to last week's episode, if you haven't, I, I, I encourage you to go back and do that. But I have with me uh, my youngest child, uh, Will Cooper, who uh, has graciously uh, come and been a part of this conversation, uh, this continuing of the conversation of what does it mean to put God in the center of our life. Uh, again, if you didn't listen to last week's podcast, I encourage you to go back and do that because that will feed into what we're going to talk about. Uh, in this podcast. But Will, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Will, as I said last week, uh, is uh, a uh, sophomore junior. He's in a special program there at Indiana Wesleyan for Christian Ministries, where he gets out in five years with a master's degree, and so it's hard sometimes to say, is he a sophomore, junior, whatever. But uh, he's in his second year of that program, yeah. um, and uh, he has uh, been a part of uh, this conversation that we're looking at of what does it mean to put Christ in the center of our life. And, and to bring you up to speed, in case you didn't hear last week, or it's been a week since you listened to the podcast, um, it comes out of a question that a good friend of mine asked who's a, who we're doing one-on-one discipleship with. Um, he asked the question, well, if I put God in the center of my life, does that mean every other area will take care of itself? And the simple answer is no, um, that we actually started to use this imagery. I don't know if I'll stick with it or not, but uh, of sort of like if, if you're supposed to wear glasses and you don't put glasses on that day, especially if you need them really bad that the rest of the day is going to be a little harder because you're not seeing through the lens you need to, to be able to look through in order to see things clearly. And, and that when we put God in the center of our life, it's an awareness. I mean, you know, any illustration about God's going to break down. Um, God is not a pair of glasses yeah. you just put on. But the idea is he is the lens by which we look through our day. And when we know he's with us, he brings clarity and direction. We we don't miss as many roads or signs or those type of things. And so placing God in the center of our life, we, we've really said is, is, is in some way um, that time we spend alone with God feeding or bleeding into every other area. And so last week we left off on this, this note that, that Will brought up, and I thought we just got to unpack that a little more. And that is, you know, that when we have God in our life, that he begins to direct how we handle and how much time we put into something. And, and for me, again, I just love uh, throwing out mental pictures out there. For, for me, it's the idea we hold on to God tightly and everything else loose enough. I don't, I don't mean loosely, mm-hmm. but loose enough that God can direct us in those situations. And so let me just throw this out at you. You know, I, I do some um, life coaching. Um, uh, I've been a certified uh, life coach for over a decade now, and 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 one of the questions that sometimes uh, those who I've coached over the years have asked is between work and family, mm-hmm. you know, which gets the priority. And, and if you have been listening to this podcast or you're part of Crosswinds, and you, and you, you you've uh, heard me speak in, in whatever way, uh, you know probably what my answer is. It's, it's it's the usual answer. It's not yes or no. It's it's I, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then it, it goes into a conversation. And the reason I usually say it's not short, it's not an easy answer. Yeah. And so I know for myself, you know, I'm a pastor, 
And um, there's been times, you know, I, I used I used to have friends who said, family is number one. I'm never going to put ministry over family. And I went, well, yeah and no. I mean, it, that, that's not that simple. You yeah. know, there have been times where I've had a friend who I've a part of the church, a brother in Christ who's going through a difficult situation. And, you know, I'm sitting there with the family and I had planned on maybe hanging out with them a little longer. But this situation, God's like, you need to give some attention to that. Yeah. And, and I need to go do that. And so I'm, I'm holding loose enough to the areas of my life, work then, because I'm a pastor. So that type of thing is also a part of what I'm called and and. and and get paid to do. Yeah, um, I I would say no. I apologize to the family. I, I've got to go take care of this. Now, let me let me throw this out. There's been other times where someone has maybe reached out to me and said, "Hey, um, I I need to talk to you for a minute." And I've said, um, "I'm with the family right now." Yeah, where I'm holding on to things loose enough. Where I'm like, no, my family is a priority, mm-hmm. and, and right now that's where I need to spend my time with them. In other words, I could say this. If you're putting work over your family all the time, you're not being healthy. Mm-hmm. You're being a workaholic. You're, you're, you're avoiding your family. You may have to ask some hard questions. Why are you avoiding your family? Um, but on the other hand, if family is so much that nothing else ever, 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 ever has a priority, you may be using your family as an excuse. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not, but maybe. And so I want to talk a little bit about this, this, this reality that when we hold on tightly to God, placing Him in the center of our life, spending time alone with Him, that it's also giving Him the freedom of all the other areas, all these important areas, by the way. Work's important. I like to eat. I like to, I like to provide a home for my family. You know, these things are important. Um, family's important. Uh, I certainly love my family, love spending time with them. Um, my hobbies, not as important as my family or work when it looks to me living my life, but it helps me be a healthier person. Yeah, It gives me another outlet to disengage and let my batteries be recharged. You know, All these things are important, but if I hold tightly to any one of them other than God, then things can go out of whack. Yeah. And so well, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, you can't... I like how you said it's not never a yes or no answer when it comes to what should be first besides God, right? Obviously, the answer is God should be first, and then everything else is not underneath or around that, right? Um, but I like how you said it's not a yes or no because it's going to be different every day. Every, like, every, like, and that's where you know, need to know, what, like have that loose grasp for what God's saying because, yeah, some days I always like, um, when I came into college, somebody told me that, like, you know, sometimes it's okay to turn that assignment in late. And, like, and, and because you need to disengage and spend time with your friends or uh, just get off and. As your father, that's troubling me. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, at other times, you need to say no to your friends and you need to do your work yeah. and sit down and do that. But it's never going to be, I always need to be doing my work. I shouldn't be with anybody. And it's never going to be, who cares about school? And, like, the assignments don't matter. It's going to depend on the time and, like, what you need in that moment. And with God, that that time comes a lot easier to know that because it'll be like, hey, you need to take a break. You, this friend needs you right now. That's less important important than this assignment. Or, hey, this assignment is really important and your friends can wait. It's not, not important right now. 
As I was working to get my master's, I, just what you were talking about with that professor, it, it came to my mind. Uh, I took a course um, from, a, from a professor, Dr. Roy King. And uh, Dr. King, in that class, he at the very beginning, you actually contracted with him. And if you wanted an A, you signed a sheet of paper, and he gave you all the requirements that you needed to get the A. Yeah, and you could retake tests until you got that A. It was, oh, wow. it was really it was really important to do that, and, and you could sign up for a B, and you could actually sign up for a C. And he didn't have you sign for D or F, but there, <laughs> there were your three categories. And he said, "Now most people shouldn't sign up for the C, right? Yeah. I mean, if you're in this class, you should be going for A and B. And it's master's level, and yeah, you want to stay with the program. Yeah. Um, but he said he said with the A and B especially, he said some of you this won't be because of the priorities right now in the season of life you're in. A B is good enough." Yeah, And I remember him saying this. It just came to my mind, Will, when you shared about what that professor had shared with you. Um, he said, you can't have everything be A. And, and I don't know about uh, those who are listening, but but some of my friends have called me an overachiever. And, and, you know, and that doesn't really, even when he said it, even me repeating that, there's a part of me that fights it. And goes no 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 I can I can be an A in my family an A in work and an A in hobby an A you know I can I can get an A in everything, and and, and yet the reality of it is well maybe overall you can because yeah. you're doing everything you know putting the right priorities that God's leading you in these areas, but not in any given day yeah but that the you know on my day off, an A isn't doing work yeah, an A is allowing myself to to be recharged. Spending time with my family, maybe spending some time in a hobby, so that when I engage at work, I can give my full attention there. Yep. Uh, so, you know, on that given day, that day off, I'm not getting an A for work per se. I'm getting an A for these things, but it will help me get an A for work when I'm there. Yep. Does that make sense? I mean, yeah. and so really that's what we're, what we're striving for is saying that holding on to God so tightly that he can direct us in the way we live and the relationships in which we have. Yeah. Um, you know, I've had opportunities come up. And, and when I was younger, um, especially when I was starting out in, in, in my career, I thought, man, if I give up, on, if I say no to an opportunity, and I'm talking about mostly work opportunities yeah. or ministry opportunities, if I say no to an opportunity, they may not come again. Yeah. And the reality is that's just not true. There's always going to be some type of opportunities. Now, that opportunity may not come again. Yeah. But, but the most important thing I ever learned is no is one of the most powerful words um, for a follower of Christ and for anyone who wants to succeed in life. Yeah. Because to invest in like one person is not to invest in others. It's a choice, right? I'm going to invest in you, but it means I, at that time I'm investing in you, I can't invest in other people. Yeah. You know, that's true of anything we do. You know, if, if I say I want to invest in a... Um, I was going to say a round of golf, but I haven't played golf in almost three years. But if I was going to invest in a round of golf, right? Yeah, that's cool. But but I can't say I'm going to invest that round of golf and then invest in other things. Yeah. No, I can invest in a round of golf and and, and invest in the three people I'm playing with and a yep. foursome. You know, and so so I can do that. But but yeah, it's just this reality. You know, again, the question that sort of led off to this these two podcasts was a great, great, great question. My friend asked. And that is, if you put God in the center of your life, does everything take care of itself? Yeah. And the answer is no. If you put God in the center of your life and he directs you in how to take care of these issues. And I love what you said in the last podcast, um, Will. You said uh, it makes life, um, what did you say, uh, better. Yeah. You didn't say easier. Yeah, it's still going to be hard. Because this isn't always easy. Yeah. And there's, sometimes it's not an easy answer. Mm-hmm. 
You know, uh, sometimes it's going to take prayer. Sometimes it's going to take counsel. You know, um, God directs us through his word, always by his spirit. Yeah. Um, but also through trusted mentors and friends. Yeah. Who sometimes we have to ask questions and say, look, I have this opportunity coming up. I have these things going on. Um, I have a group of about three people that if an opportunity comes to me, I'm talking like a like a ministry opportunity, mm-hmm. whether it be from our district or you know a coaching endeavor, whatever, um, that I'll go to and I'll say, here are the things in this season that I'm doing right now. Do you, what do you think? Do you think this is wise for me to take this on or not? Or if I take this on, I'm going to have to let something go. Is there something that, 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 that you think that this is a higher priority? Not because I'm not spending time with God, not because God doesn't speak to me, but there's something about the affirmation of brothers and sisters in Christ to sort of help you through that too, which is really powerful. Yeah. So t- talk to me about that a little bit, Will. I'm sure you've experienced that in your young life uh, as well. Yeah, I, I like when you're talking about um, just those opportunities because that is really present. We we talk about, especially in current, that um, it's okay not to take every opportunity that's handed to you. And that's hard, especially in college, that like like to take not take opportunities that are handed to you is hard because you're just like, I want to do everything that I possibly can. But it's okay not to. And just because people are doing more things to you doesn't mean they're a better better Christian, a better ministry major, a better pastor. That, that does not mean anything because your time will come. There's always going to be more opportunities. So don't feel pressured to say yes. Don't feel like you have to do it just because it's an amazing opportunity because there's going to be more amazing opportunities in your life. And you need to figure out what what's going to be helpful to in your life and your relationship with God. If if doing that opportunity is going to somehow take you away from God, even if it's focused on God, you can still be taken away from God. And so you need to figure a way, figure out what how what's going to help you and if if it's worth it in my life right now at the stage I'm at. Yeah, I think you know for me one of the litmus litmus tests of things that I do is is it going to glorify God? Is it going to bless me? And I don't mean that selfishly. I just mean, is it, is it going to feed me in a way that, that then I can benefit others? Yeah. If it doesn't do those three things, then, then I've got to really question whether that's something I need to do. And, and sometimes it is. Sometimes it's given up on, 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 on good things to choose what's better in that season. Yeah. There's a particular hobby that I've been doing now for, goodness, I, I think maybe 20-some years. And uh, I love doing it. Uh, I get to, to do that with some friends. And because of the season of life I'm in right now, um, I've been given an opportunity to do a couple of other things. One's family oriented, and one's ministry oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, that I'm that I'm really enjoying as well, um, as well as this other hobby. You know, so there's all these things that are sort of coming in this picture, and, and yet there's this other one. And I wanted to do everything, mm-hmm. and I realized I couldn't. And so I'll be honest with you. Last year, I sort of said I'm going to try to do everything, and I realized I wasn't able to. And so I talked to to um, actually your brother, who's a fanatic in this hobby that mm-hmm. that I'm talking about. And I said, what, what do you think? You know, I wanted his input. And I thought for sure he would say, man, you got to pour into that hobby because, you know, it's so so close to his heart, much more than even mine. And he said, no, as, as you're sharing with me, you already have your answer. Yeah. And it wasn't an easy answer. Yeah. But, and I didn't, you know, so so this is how it often works with me. It could be different with other people. We're all wired differently. But a lot of times I'll make, I'll, I'll say, okay, this is the decision I believe that God has given me to make, Right. And I don't necessarily feel like this full peace until I make it. Yep. Like, you know, I know some people say, I'm not going to act until I feel the full peace. No, no. I, like, there is this confidence, this is what God wants from me. But I know that the biggest step for me then is to do it. 
Yep. And so I made a decision, talked to, to the friends who I was doing this hobby with and said, look, I'm, I'm just going to have to back out of this. And then I felt peace. Yeah. I felt peace about it. And, uh, and, and But it was a way of saying, okay, this hobby is important. It does feed me. It, it really does fill all the, you know, as a glorified God, sure, I, you know, it blesses me. I'm hoping it's a benefit to the people who I'm doing it with. Yeah. And, um, and it was hard to, hard to give up. But, but on the flip side of it, um, so the other things did the same. You could easily sit there and say, what a glorified God. And it's just because of the season of life I'm in right now. I think it'll change down the road, possibly. Yeah. You know, I'll re-engage in a more... And I'm not going to totally give up that hobby, but I'm gonna give, I have to give it up for a season. Yep. Um, uh, at least, uh, when I say give it up, not entirely, but at least with the intensity that I was able to do it earlier. Yeah. Um, for really, for the past uh, 18 years, if you will. And, and uh, that's because I held it loose enough where God could tap me on the shoulder and say, you can't really... You're not going to get an A in all these areas if you continue with that. Yeah. And, and right now, this is this is where I think uh, you'll you'll benefit others the best, where where you'll feel filled the best, and and where I'm glorified the most. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, it's, it's 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 not always easy to make those choices. Yeah. You know, and um, here's another one, and I'll throw it out. Well, you're 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 dating someone, uh, but but you're not married. Yeah. And so. So uh, ask me questions if this doesn't make sense to you, because I'm assuming that some people in the podcast aren't married either. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, you know, when I, us as guys, we're all wired differently, but many times, again, it's sort of a stereotype, but, it, but it's, it's fairly true. Guys like to spend time in, in their success boxes. Yeah. What I mean by that is, when I, remember I said, if you're a workaholic, you might want to ask why. Yeah. <laughs> Part of the reason could be that you're spending more time at work than at home because you feel more successful at work than home. Yeah. Right, and so as guys, we want to spend time in that area where we're feeling successful, and we often avoid the areas we don't. Yeah, and so when we're allowing God to be the center of our lives, His Spirit shows us that. Yep, and and, and directs us to say, "Look, um, people think you're just committed to work, and you are, but really, your commitment to work is a way of keeping away from another commitment that's that's more important." Yeah, and that's with your spouse, and, and if you have ch- with your children, and, and so then as a believer, when we're when that's pointed out to us in that particular situation, then we can ask the question: Well, how do I make that transition? How do I deal with the issues that that have that have kept me from from investing in my marriage, or investing in my kids, or investing that time at home? How, how you know? Here's another thing: Do I need to even think of a different career if, if for some reason, I'm in a career that's demanding so much time that it's sacrificing my family? Yeah. Um, the you know, if someone were to come to me and say, "Should I get? Should I give up that job?" You know my answer. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But let's pray about. it. Let's talk through it a little bit. But when we put God in the center of our lives, back to that question: If you put God in the center of your lives, everything else take care of itself. Yes and no. Yeah. It does it in the sense that it's it's not passive. But if you put God in the center of your life, spending time with him, aware of his presence, looking at things through the lens of God is here, he's working, and having the word of God that you've been studying um, in your mind so it can help direct your steps and, and, and all these things, um, that, that then these decisions that we have every single day, we make better decisions. They're not always easy decisions, as you said last week, but they're better decisions yeah. that help us, um, uh, for lack of a better word, succeed. Yeah. So, um, any any sort of as we're as we're sort of uh, wrapping up here a little bit of this whole conversation, putting God in the center of our life. Any last thoughts on that? Will I want to say that um, you're not always going to make the right decision either, hmm. right? Like we can't expect yes. to be like since God's in our life, 
everything we do is going to be yeah. the right decision. But uh, something I just read uh, a little bit ago was that in those wrong decisions you make, learn from it. Yeah. Don't be afraid to do wrong because that's going to happen. We're human. But if you make a choice and you're like, you know what? This well, it didn't work out for me. Don't forget that. Learn from that and be like, when I'm to answer this, ne- take this next offer or do this next thing that like I need to remember what I did wrong in, in the last thing that I did. That's great. And, and I think that's part of putting God in the center, right? Yep. If God's in the center, then we, ha- we have this understanding that the Lord's always teaching us things. And, and I, Will, I think that's a powerful as we're talking about, because these are big issues we're looking at as we talk about getting God in the center and how he directs us in all these different areas. And, uh, and some of these things in, that we put around him, family, work, and stuff, are much more important than some of the other things we may put around him. Yeah. And, and they may have uh, longer consequences, you know. But you're right. I, I think uh, failure, I, you know, the old adage, failure is not getting up yep. again. You know, and there, there's an old saying that, you know, you get knocked down seven times and get up eight. Yeah. You know, and, and the reality of it is we get up by learning. Yeah. By allowing God to redeem our mistake. And, and you know, I, I've, had, I've had friends who have, you know, I've often said I'd rather learn from someone else's mistakes than my own. I want to learn from my own, but I'd rather <laughs> learn from someone else's. And, and, and sometimes the mistakes that we make allow us to glorify God and, and, and bless ourselves because we know God's redeemed us and he's forgiven us and we're, and, and benefit others, that benefit others by simply saying, hey, I've been down that road. Yeah. Can I just as a loving brother in Christ say, it doesn't lead to a good place? <laughs> yeah. You know, so not only can we learn from it, but then we also can help other people learn from it. It's not that we would ever want to make a mistake. Yeah. There's not one mistake in my life. I'm like, I'm glad I made that. <laughs> yeah. But I am very thankful for the lessons mm-hmm. and very thankful for the growth. In fact, I, I would venture to say, <laughs> and this, this is true in a Christian life as well as anything else. So your relationship with God, this is true too. You're going to make mistakes. Yeah. It's not if, it's you're going to. And Will, you're so right. It's what you do with them. Yeah. Putting God in the center means, okay, we made a mistake. It doesn't mean I've made a mistake, I'm done. Yeah. It means I've made a mistake, I'm going to learn from this, and I'm going to grow. Yeah. I'm going to become better. In fact, you know, the reality of it is, in Christ, is, is this our goal is, I just want to be more like Christ today than yesterday. Does it always happen that way? No. Growth isn't always that fast. But it is my goal. Yeah. I, I, think it's, I think it is reasonable to say I want to be more like Christ today than I was a year ago. Oh, yeah. And, and, and hopefully there's some evidence of that. And um, when we put God in the center of our life, that's the type of growth we can have. And so that's a good word, Will, because, you know, it's easy for us in Christ to get frustrated and, and think, man, you know, uh, I've, I've totally blown this thing. The good news with God is you've never blown it entirely uh, yeah. unless you give up yep. um, and give up on yourself and give up on him. But when you keep focused on him, again, the center of your life, then he redeems everything. Mm-hmm. What an encouraging word, Will. That, 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 that's a powerful thing. And I think we will leave at that because yeah. I, I can't even add to that. Um, I, you know, as we talk about putting Christ in the center of our life, it's a journey. Yeah, it, it, we have a relationship with God. God's not a philosophy. Um, he very seldom gives us a to-do list. I mean, we, there are lists in Scripture, but what I mean by is, is a clear when someone says, "Should I? Is this a yes or no?" That's why many times I say, "I don't know." Yeah, because there's principles in Scripture, and that those principles flow out of a relationship with God. In other words, I think you can study the Scripture and live by the Scriptures and be a better person, but it's not going to have nearly the impact than if you're 
allowing the Spirit of God, because you're in a relationship with God, to allow the Word to, to transform you into the image of Christ. Mm. And, uh, you know, I, I often have said when I approach God's Word, my prayer is, Lord, as I study your Word, as I seek to master your Word, let your Word master me. Mm-hmm. And when God's in the center of your life, that's the type of journey we can be on with Him. Mm. So, well, thank you so much for being a part of this conversation the last couple of episodes. I uh, hope it's helpful for those of you who are out there uh, listening to it. Uh, I encourage you to join us next week as we have another episode of the Crosswinds Unleashed uh, podcast. Uh, remember to check out crosswinds.church. Crosswinds.church is where you'll find out about all things uh, dealing with this podcast. You can connect with us. You can reach out and give us your thoughts, maybe some topics that you'd like us to tackle in the future. You can learn about all things Crosswinds by going to crosswinds.church. But for now, be blessed and bless others. Bless others.